0: On today's episode, we conduct our own all-star draft. The voting just opened. We talk about, we discuss some players. They should be in the starters or on the bench. We do our own draft and give out our teams. And then we talk about Stafford going to the Rams. What does that mean for the rest of the NFC? Does this mean the lines will move up? And we look at some Watson proposals. Watson's gonna cost a lot of picks. So we talk about that a lot all next. And I hate the snow.
1: Before we get started, we wanted to let you know that the Bonafide Scrubs podcast is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Okay, so Noah and I live on the East Coast, and that can make it harder for us to watch some of our favorite out-of-market teams. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. He's a Seattle Seahawks fan. Now we can watch any team, regardless of market, with no restrictions, thanks to ExpressVPN.
0: ExpressVPN VPN is an app that encrypts your data and allows you to change location, tricking sites into thinking you're located somewhere else. You can use ExpressVPN to stream all sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, you name it.
1: Express VPN works on all devices from smartphones, tablets, computers, and even smart TVs.
0: It's incredibly easy to use. Just fire up the app, choose a location, and hit connect. To save money and watch all the games you want, just visit expressvpn.com. Again, extra three months free.
1: That's expressvpn.com slash scrubs to get three months free. Thanks again to ExpressVPN for sponsoring the show. You know what time it is. Yeah, you know what time it is. This man was a bona fide scrub. It is a very cold and snowy, February second here in the Northeast. I'm Will Swanky alongside Noah Levine, and this is the Bonafide Scrubs Podcast, episode 64. No, I know you don't like snow, but I don't. I, I, hate, I don't really know why.
0: I hate snow because I always have to shovel why? it, and it's just it's just a, an inconvenience, let's say. And if I lived in Texas or Florida, I would never have to worry about snow. And I just don't like the winter. I don't like the cold. So of course, I'm gonna hate on snow. Like, what's the point of snow? <laughs> I, I I
1: guess that's fair. I don't know. If you lived in Texas, I bet like more than Texas than you think gets snow every year.
0: Yeah, but at least it'll like, just like melt like a day after pretty easily. I don't have to worry about shoveling it that much. I guess
1: Florida's the wave, but then you have to... For California. You, have, you, you, you sacrifice snow for Corona if you go there. So maybe that's Well, worse. I
0: mean, Corona doesn't exist down there.
1: Yeah, okay. It's just magic. It's just not there. So yeah. it's not
0: there. Yeah. I could do whatever I want. Florida
1: is the wave. All right. Well, on today's show, we are gonna do a big all-star breakdown. The all-star weekend voting in the NBA has opened up officially. Noah and I casted our ballots. We're gonna be giving you our starting lineup. Both of our whole teams, we're gonna have to come sort of some kind of a consensus for our 24 all-stars, because we're each gonna draft our teams. I'm gonna be a captain. He's going to be a captain. We'll assemble. uh, See who can pick the better all-star team. And this could serve as like a NBA one-fourth sort of a season check-in at this point. You know, every one of these all-stars, the people that we pick, has been killing it this year. We could dive into the season that they've been having and just go through each and everything. In terms of NBA all-star weekend, there wasn't actually going to be a game or events this year for obvious reasons. But some news on that has been changing. You know, the NBA... They discussed March 6th and 7th that weekend to be the weekend when the games and the events are actually held. Uh, I think Atlanta was a popular discussion uh, for a place to be able to hold it. So whether they have fans or not, I assume they're going to pick a venue that is allowed to have a crowd. You know, that is certainly exciting if that can take place. The original date was actually in a couple of weeks. It was going to be on uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th, the game. So that got postponed. But nevertheless, right now, the voting is still out, so we get to make our picks, and uh, I encourage everybody listening to go cast their votes for the players that they think should make it as well. So, Noah, we can get right into it here. Uh, You have to pick 12 players from the East, 12 players from the West. Obviously, when you draft, the teams will mix up and things will get a little bit different, but Noah, I'll let you go first. We could start with the Eastern Conference. Let me know your starting lineup first, and then we'll get into the bench. Because I think the start, I think the bench will probably be more uh, of a disagreement between us. I think the starters we pretty much will have the same.
0: I have a feeling my bench, my benches are going to be exotic compared to yours. Don't know. <laughs> my starting lineup: Jalen Brown and Trey as the guards. We got KD, Giannis, and Embiid as the f- front court. Yeah, I mean, I, Jalen's playing out of his mind. Trey's having a good year. The Hawks are in the playoffs so far, and Embiid's the frontrunner for MVP. And Durant, off a torn Achilles, is, is playing like the best player in the league. So I had to put him as a starter. And Giannis, we know what Giannis does. He puts up a lot of stats, and the Bucs are a good team.
1: Yeah, my only disagreement there is I have James Harden starting at a guard spot instead of Trey Young. I just don't think Trey is as good as Harden. I think the Harden's versatility. Offers more, and I know that might be a shot coming from me, you know, the ultimate yeah what? disagreeer when it comes to James Harden. But look, he's he's better than Trey Young, and he he's going to start the All Star game this year. Jalen Brown, no question. I mean, you could argue that I guess like Kyrie or Trey and Harden could be the guards, but I, th- I like that we both have Jalen Brown just because he's having a career season. This is finally his big breakout year. He had a nice year last year, but he's averaging basically 27 points per game up until this point. Jason Tatum has been on the COVID list uh, for uh, a, for a, a period of time. So Jalen Brown in that stretch was leading Boston. They're a top four seed at the moment. He clearly deserves to start the All-Star game. I, I think the way that I picked my All-Stars, and we'll get into this more as we get down to, to discussing it, but I sort of picked it a combination of team record, but not really. But then there was guys that had great stats that had to make it. But there's also a narrative that goes into it. You know, with everything, you kind of have to watch the games and know the storyline of the players that you're picking. And Jalen Brown, his storyline fits. He deserves to start the All Star game this year, just like Trey Young deserved to start it last year because it was his finally a breakout season for him, averaging, you know, nearly 30 points per game. So Trey Young deserved it last year. Jalen Brown deserves it this year. And James Harden is better than both of them. So he's going to start also to me.
0: Yeah, those are fair points. Harden does score less than Trey this year, but he's playing with KD and Kyrie. We can't forget that. He is averaging like 10 or 11 assists a game. Harden, that's great. Yeah, I'm just a big Trey fan. I like what he's been doing, and the Hawks are in the the top eight seeds for a playoff position. So, I mean, yeah, Harden and Trey, they can be interchangeable. I didn't want to put two Nets in the starting lineup, though.
1: Yeah, I get not wanting to put two players on the same team in the starting lineup. Sometimes you have to, like – a couple of years ago Durant and Curry always started at the same time. It's kind of that situation again, you know, two MVPs when they're in the same when they're on the same team like you just kind of have to bite the bullet and put them in the starting lineup. So, we'll see. I think Harden is a little bit more mainstream than Trey, uh maybe a little bit more popular, so a little more hype will, Yeah, we'll see if uh if that plays a factor in the voting because the starting lineup, I don't know exactly how they break it down. I think fans are Nearly 100% responsible. I think it's like 75%. Really? I thought it was 50 of,
0: 50. I think the bench, the the media bench decides like, a lot.
1: The bench is players and coaches and media, I think. But the starters, I think it's mostly fans. And then they have media and coaches and stuff picked because they don't want the Carusos and Tacos to make it. Like uh, that could happen if we just leave everything up to the fans.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a big roll. I actually voted, Uh, not mail in. Well, online, <laughs> technically, actually. Technically, yeah, it is mail in. Uh, yeah. I voted. But I'm, you can vote like once a day, I think, for all these things. So I'm definitely going to be hammering the Julius Randle button. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did not vote from the first time. I completely forgot about him. My bad as a Knicks fan. All right. So tell me about your bench. All right. Well, my bench. This is where
1: it gets interesting. Uh, I'm excited to hear. Uh, what do you have to say? We could really get in depth about why we chose the players that we did, but for my bench, this to start it off, I picked Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Demonte Sabonis, Zach Levine, and of course, last but not least, Julius Randle. So that is my bench. I, I think it's I think it's decent. I, I think the one argument that that I could present, you know, just before you pick it apart, is that. Zach Levine, you know, his. the Bulls are near the bottom of the standings in the East. They're the 11 seed right now. So if you care a lot about team record, uh, I guess that's a factor as to why you might not pick him. But I, I just think his stats, you know, the scoring, 26.9 points per game, he's averaging up over five assists and five rebounds. I just think those numbers are are too good to ignore, and uh, I think he really deserves to make it. So that's the what I'll just say right off the bat, but other than that, I like my my reserves. I, I don't think there's much you could say against them.
0: We have a lot of disagreements, and oh I left. God, no. just, so before I read anything, I left Bradley Beal off the All Star game. Oh my awesome god! Don't again. do it again. <laughs> He's in last place. He doesn't deserve it. He just him and Brick aren't on my team. They didn't make my team. They the Wizards don't deserve it. So I'm gonna read you. You're gonna. This is completely different than yours. Like uh, Kyrie. Oh my god. Okay. Sext- I pick Kyrie. S- Colin Sexton. Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, see what he's been doing with the Hornets (laughs) this year, Randall Sabonis, and will Jeremy Grant I'm putting over Bradley Beal. The man who's doubling his points per game this year deserves a shot.
1: Listen. what I was with you on the Beal. I mean, I'm not because I picked him and I think he deserves to make it. I think his stats are way too good. But you literally left off Beal because his team is near the bottom of the standings, but Detroit only has one more win.
0: Yeah, and that one more win is my vote. (laughs) That's the difference. Jeremy (sighs) Grant, he averages 24 points this year, and he averaged 12 last year, and he's been taking the same amount of shots. Or no, he's doubled his shots and doubled his points. Like, the logic actually worked for once when a player doubles their shots. He's shooting 40% from three, 86 from the line, 45 from the field. I don't know. I just want, I just, Beals, I'm a Beal hater right now. I, I left him off and I'm going to put Jeremy Grant on and I'm going to defend Gordon Hayward. I know you didn't have him, but the Hornets are pretty close to the playoffs. He's having one of the best seasons of his career. I think we need to talk about that. And we all thought he would be horrible coming off of injuries and he left Boston. We're like, nah, he doesn't deserve that much money. Well, he's showing he deserves that money. He's averaging like 23 a game. And he's been the veteran. Uh, it's a Hornets are a very young team. He's been the veteran. He's been the captain of the ship that down there in Charlotte. And they're playing great basketball. I can't deny that. And he destroyed the Knicks. He literally was like, what, he had like 25 in the first half against us? So, Goran Hayward, I, I was picking between him and Brogdon, but I had Sabonis, and I wanted to give Hayward a chance because he's having a fantastic season, and the Hornets are, are playing above expectations
1: I think those assessments are fair. The fact that the Hornets are in the playoffs right now, Hayward has certainly exceeded expectations from we from what we thought. I mean, he got a thirty million dollars contract, and we were like, "Thank God the Knicks didn't do that." But uh, he's ha- he's having a decent year. I don't think he's better than Zach Levine, though. I don't think he's having a better season than that. Well, and the his, Hornets his, only have two more his wins. Team
0: is performing better.
1: Two more wins. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I put Sexton also in because the Cavs. They're pretty good this year. He's averaging 24. We saw him slay the Nets multiple times. I think he deserves to be an all-star. I mean, look at his stats, Will. 50% from the field, 43% from three. I mean, Sexton's had those. He's been playing out of his mind in some of those games, as we saw against the Nets. He's good. He deserves deserves to uh, be an all-star, I think, this year. I think this is the year.
1: Well, I'm going to expose you for a second, uh, and you can hold your ground on this if you want, but you didn't have James Harden in your oh, life at all
0: sh- okay well bye-bye jeremy grant then okay i respect that i yeah so we I have just, hayward and sexton instead of levine and beal those are our differences then because we have randall sabonis yeah. Kyrie. yeah i forgot james Harden played in the east again
1: yeah and i i think my picks are objectively way better than yours because uh, bradley well, beal, you
0: always just think that but you're wrong
1: listen listen bradley beal He's averaging it's thirty-five bad. points per game. He's, he's a sore loser. scoring. He's averaging four point seven assists, so he's you know basically a five assists per game, which for the NBA's leading scorer is pretty good. Okay, Up I, have over a, five I have a counter argument. When you average thirty-five, five and five, you're an all-star. You know, you guess could, what? The, the, those are top numbers. If you, if I was saying he was going to win MVP, you know, you could be like, oh well, his team is horrible. He's not going to win MVP. Fair, but. Being an All-Star is all about individual numbers and all about individual performance, and he has been cooking this year. He, he was left off last year, snubbed one of the <laughs> first All-Stars ever after he averaging last 30 points year. per game. Now he's averaging 35. He's going to make it this year.
0: Sorry. No, he's not, because he averaged 30 last year and didn't make it, and his team even got worse. His stats went up. This team's the last in the NBA. People on the worst teams do not make the all-star game. Yeah. Sorry, Jeremy Grant. I uh, I hyped you up for like five minutes until I realized James Harden's in this conference. Cat, if cat was averaging 30, would he be an all-star? No, because they don't put the people probably no, they don't. They don't give credit to the worst teams with good players. Yes, they do. Why do you think Devin Booker's never made an all-star? Has he made an all-star game? He's made like what one and he averages like 26. It's just the Suns are terrible. It's the same situation, averaging thirty-five. Sorry, Russ, if you're listening. Bradley Beal is not on the All-Star game. He'd be he'd be behind Jeremy Grant for me in my ballots. He'd be they'd be eight and nine. Jeremy Grant, Beal. I don't put losers on my ballot.
1: I don't know why the All-Star game isn't about winning.
0: Well, that's what they they think it is about winning because they leave off Beal every year for averaging thirty. They leave off the good players.
1: They left him off one year, and they
0: and they remember he's never that. he's never, never been an put All-Star. Him back He's never been an All Star. I think they Julius Randall. Julius year. Randall is more important than Beal is.
1: Yeah, we both have Julius Randall.
0: If I had to take someone out, I would take out Sexton for Beal. But I like I like my Hayward. I'm standing I'm staying ground with Hayward. That's I think he's gonna make the All Star team.
1: I don't know. Personally, I think when you look at Zach Levine's numbers. Each major stat category is better than Gordon Hayward, and the wins are not that far off. You know they're only separated by two wins at this point in time. It's going to shuffle all around for the next month or for the next week while they could finish up the voting. I think easily the Bulls could end up in a higher position than the Hornets by you know uh, a few days from now. So you would have to, then you well, based on that you have to switch your position because Levine well, is we objectively have to make a, having a better season.
0: Well, we have to have a we have to make a pool. So do you want to? kick out Con Sexton for Zach Levine, but we'll kick out Bradley Beal and, and have Gordon Hayward in. Is that fair?
1: No. I'll kick <laughs> out Zach Levine for Sexton. Okay. All right. Beal. All
0: right. All right. So no Hayward then in our pool.
1: All right. So our consensus, Eastern Conference All-Stars, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Embiid, Beal, Kyrie, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Sabonis, Sexton, and Randall. Yes. All right.
0: Moving on to the West.
1: Moving on to the West, I'll do my starters first and you can do the bench first. My West starters are Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, oh
0: Kawhi, my god. LeBron. And oh Jokic. my. Oh my god. <laughs> Luka's not the starter this year.
1: Luka, and I know you're Dame Stan and you're going to have Lillard. The Mavs are 8 and 12 right now. It's not great. You know, well, as Knicks fans, we're definitely rooting for Portland's them. Portland's to a top
0: five seed, just like I said. They kind of struggle. So
1: far. Portland's not a top five seed. They're the seventh seed. They're oh, ten and eight. All right, well, barely over five hundred. They're tied with the Phoenix Suns, who are ahead of them at ten and eight. Sorry, Dame is Luka. averaging. Basically, Dame is averaging worse stats than Luca. Well, and, he doesn't
0: rebound. Like he's he's a point guard. Exactly. Luka's like six exactly. eight. Okay, but. Dam has percentages are much better this season. He's playing better. I mean, Luca, dude, the Mavs are negative. People thought you thought Luca would be a top five, C one MVP. That's not happening. Porzingis isn't playing that well. We're we're sent, we're rooting for the Mavs to be bad this year. And and I, Damien Lillard is a better scorer and shooter than Luca objectively. He's a decent passer, seven assists. But Luca, he plays like James Harden. He has the ball in his hands the whole game. And he does a bunch of step back threes and just, he bricks them. He's basically James Harden, but on the Mavs, a Euro version of James Harden. That's how I see it. I think Dame's the a starter. That- he's had a he's had a bunch of game winners. He's had crazy games this year. Dame should be a starting guard with Curry.
1: The fact that Luca is able to do what he does twenty seven points per game, nine rebounds, nine assists. You know, that's that's all star starter level material. It is. I know He doesn't shoot great percentages for a guard. He shoots 47% from the field, so I think that's pretty good. He does shoot under 30% from three. That's bad. That's pretty awful. But other than that, I mean, look, last season he averaged 28.8 points, 8.8 assists, so less, and nine rebounds, pretty much the exact same. So he started the All-Star game last year. He deserves to start again. He's only averaging one less point. His assists have gone up. I think he's just a more talented player than Lillard. And it's not like the Blazers are the three seed. The Blazers are the seven seed and they have 10 wins and the Mavs have eight wins. So whoop de doo you know, they're separated by a lot in the standings, seven and 13. So I get oh, it, but re- really they're not separated by that much.
0: Okay. That's fair. Actually, you know what? Dame is having a better season than Curry. So uh, you know, I'll, I'll have Damon Luca as the backcourt. I think Curry is oh having he's he is having a worse season than Dame. He is, and that's why Curry will not be my starting lineup. I'll swap back Luca in. Is Curry's, he, Though I mean, Curry is the third only, worst out of those three.
1: He's averaging two less points. He's averaging one less assist and more rebounds. Yeah, that's and less. And his team has that's one less. more win. And his team has one more win.
0: uh I'm sorry. I'm not being. I'm not picking Curry every year. to star Luca. They're I'm not being boring. Sorry, Dame and Luca's the backcourt.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say Curry's I am to the bench. I'm definitely biased. The Luca and Curry are two of my favorite players, like the hype beast that I am. But Dame is one of your favorite players, and he's in your starting lineup.
0: Yeah, because he deserves it. He will be starting this year. All right.
1: Well, luckily we don't have to agree on that. We just have to agree on the total amount of players. So let's go to the bench. You could do the bench first, uh, since I did the starters first.
0: Curry starts off the bench. We'll have Donovan Mitchell, Christian Wood, Paul George, Anthony Davis, Ja. And I, I was thinking between Shea and Zion for this last spot. And I'm going to go with Shea because the Pelicans <laughs> are a joke.
1: Because you're a hater. You're a hater,
0: yeah. I'm a hater, and and the Pelicans are a joke. And sh- the Thunder are exceeding expectations once again, led by Shay Gildas Alexander. All
1: right, well, this we actually agree more than, than we did with the East, I think. Um, my bench consists of Damian Lillard since wow, we swapped that. Uh, AD, we agree. PG, Donovan Mitchell, Christian Wood, we agree. Uh, Devin Booker, I don't know if you said. Him. I did
0: not say him. He's having I he's having Zion. a worse season than last year. All right. Well, I I'm gonna go with Ja ahead of Booker. See, I don't know how you Shae could go Ja because
1: Ja well, yeah, actually Jha he got has injured been been for That's a true. decent period of time. He's having All less right, well, points than Zion.
0: Well, he's better than Zion. <laughs> and if I would get rid of Ja, I put in Devin Booker. Yeah, we could put in Devin Booker because Ja's been hurt for a while, but he's still really good. And uh, then I look at Ja's stats. 26% from three, that's really bad. Yeah, I love Booker. Booker's having a worse season last year, but he's been less mess, missing. But the Suns, they're legit good, and having Chris Paul there definitely takes away shots from Booker and just how deep they are. So yeah, we could. But Booker's only averaging four assists and three rebounds. I mean, his stats. He looks like a bootleg DeMar DeRozan. What his stats look like this season: 23, four and four. That's not really that impressive to me. We could have Zion there. We could have Jam Booker. We could just replace those with Zion and have Zion and Shea be the bottom of the bench. But the Pelicans are jokes, so I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think that we. I mean, you're calling them a joke. They're seven and eleven. The Thunder are eight and ten. So, what are we? What are we but looking Thunder,
0: at here? The The Thunder were supposed to be a joke, and they're not. That's the difference. They have Horford and that white guy on their team. I agree with that. People thought that Um, you thought the Pelicans would be the 7th seed or 8th seed. I remember when you said that. They are falling off.
1: I think we should kick out Booker and put Shea if you want to do that. But then the Suns don't have any representation, and they're in the playoffs right now. They're having a a pretty good season.
0: All right. Well, what about Chris Paul? (laughs) No. Chris Paul was an all-star last year. Could he do it again? (laughs) No. Well, all right. Well, Curry's I would kick out Jaw for uh, I would kick out Jaw for Booker, and I leave Shea in there over Zion. Sorry, Zion. All
1: right, uh, I guess I'll have to Shea's cave better. to that because the Pelicans yeah. are failing in their expectations, and the Thunder are exceeding them. So, I guess I will agree. So, just to recap, our entire Western pool is Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Kawhi, LeBron, Jokic. Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, PG, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Donovan Mitchell, Christian Wood, and Devin Booker. I think it's interesting that we, we okay, both had okay, wood. Or... I I wasn't sure I think everyone's if you were putting in wood. Actually pick wood. Yeah, I, I think you have to. Similar to the Jalen Brown kind of situation. Not as good, but I certainly didn't think he would go from whatever he was last year, like a ten and eight player to a twenty four and eleven. He's like this year's Sabonis.
0: Okay. Uh what are we gonna do? Our draft now?
1: Yeah. All
0: right, so we can pick from any uh thing, any player, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so how are we how do you want to do this? You wanna start off?
1: You want me to go first?
0: Yeah, hold on, I'm gonna write this down, each of our teams, so we know who's been taken.
1: All right, well with the first pick in the twenty twenty one all star draft, I guess I'm gonna pick LeBron James. Wow. I'm just going to think about who are, I'm going to use popularity as part of my draft. I'm going to use who's the most fun in an all-star game to have on the team. I think LeBron, LeBron is the king of both of those. And I, I mean, he literally is the king. So first I'm pick gonna, LeBron, I'm comfortable with that.
0: I'm just going to pick the best team to beat you. <laughs> okay.
1: Different strategies.
0: I'm going to draft. somebody's going to guard LeBron James. I'm gonna pick Kawhi Leonard with my first pick. I'm Actually, you we know can't do that. We can't Why? do that
1: because the captain from each team in in the real draft is gonna be one from each conference. So if I pick LeBron, you're gonna have to be an East player.
0: Okay, so it's it's just Kevin for the Durant. just for the first pick. Just for okay. the first pick, so well, we can have like that. I will be taking Kevin Durant. Okay, over Giannis. Yeah, I don't want Giannis on my team.
1: Okay, well, with my second pick, I'm going to take Giannis then because I can.
0: And I'm going to take Kawhi.
1: All right. Uh with my third pick, I will select Steph Curry. So we can get Curry and Giannis on the same team again. They Yeah, they your favorite
0: players the last time. <laughs> I might have to take a go. I'm going to think about this. We are going to go with We're going to go with Luca. Oh wow.
1: Yeah! Wow. So you were hating on Luca for being a starter. Now you're drafting him with your starting line. A very, very interesting choice. Yeah. All right. With my next pick, I guess I'll go for another guard.
0: I'll go with uh, James Harden. Wow. Your team isn't gonna play any defense. <laughs> it's the All Star game. Ah, <laughs> uh, you took James Harden. I also uh, drafted
1: the Defensive Player of the Year. So.
0: Uh, I have Kawhi is better. All right. Well, my next player is gonna be Mr. Embiid, my favorite center and favorite one of my favorite players. So we have Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Luka, and Embiid. We have the we have right, the front all... court solidified. We just need I just need another guard.
1: Yep, and I, I basically by that logic, and I'm comfortable with this. I have to take Jokic, which I would do anyway. So,
0: and I'm gonna take Dame to go. roll out my starters. Dame, Luka, Kawhi, Durant. You can't and take Embiid.
1: Dame. You have to take Dan Brown. What? You have to take Jalen Brown. Why? Because he's an East starter. You ha- all the stars have to be drafted.
0: All right, all right. Um, fair, fine, okay. But I get the first pick for the bench now since you yeah, got the first I pick know. for the starters. I know Levine will select. Oh, let's look at the bench for a second. Wow. Um, you know what? I, I we're gonna have Anthony Davis.
1: Well, you can pick Lillard on your bench.
0: I don't want him now. Well, wow, but I have enough guards. Or no, well, I have two guards. You have to pick each. more guards. Yeah, you're right. I'll take Dame.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, for my first bench selection, I'll pick Julius. Rand- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, this early. I will pick. I'll pick AD though because LeBron would pick AD uh, in real life. So your team is so boring. Did you call my team boring? Yeah, I did. I would call it good. I would call it significantly better.
0: It's not better. Um I'm, I'm gonna pick Jason Tatum now.
1: All right, so you have Brown and Tatum. That also I makes yeah.
0: Sense. I brought that duo. <laughs> All
1: right. Um I will go for Kyrie. I think LeBron LeBron will troll Kyrie and pick him.
0: We we have Beale on the ballot, right? Or yeah, Beal. Who do we have? Beal.
1: It was Beal and Sexton. I'm not going to draft Beal. Compromise. I'm
0: going I'm going against Beal. All right, well, I'm taking Paul George. You already picked uh Jason Tatum, right? Yeah. All right, so I,
1: I I will pick Beal then.
0: All right, so on your bench you have two guards and a forward and I have two forwards and a guard. So, um I might have to I might see another guard here. I'm looking. Uh we will take Donovan Mitchell. All right,
1: I have two guards on my bench and one forward, so I'm gonna to need to probably take a forward. And I'm gonna take bonus.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with Julius Randle. <laughs> An early. Selection. I want him on my team. <laughs> Dame, my so my bench is now Dame, Tatum, Paul George, Donovan, Randall.
1: Right. my next bench pick will be. You already took Trey.
0: Nobody took Trey, actually. I just realized okay, well, that.
1: I'll do that then.
0: Nobody took him. I just realized that. Okay. Um I will take Devin Booker. Wait, so I have three. Oh well. Oh yeah, the last two could be anyone, right? Yeah. So I've Booker. Yeah. I add Booker to my team.
1: Uh I will take Shay next.
0: Who's the last person?
1: Colin Sexton uh, and Christian Wood. Give me Sexton. All right, so I get Wood with the last pick in the draft. So my team, my starters, are LeBron James, Giannis, Curry Harden, and Jokic. My bench, AD, Bradley Beal, Kyrie, Trey Young, Demonte Sabonis, Shea, and Christian
0: Wood. My starters, Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Luka, and B. Jalen. With Dame, Tatum, PG, Donovan, Mitchell, and Randall Devin Booker and Sexton rolling out the bench.
1: An interesting All Star selection here. I, I wasn't sure who you're gonna end up picking. I, I think I kind of had an idea. I knew you're gonna be a Dame Stan. I knew you're gonna try and talk about Shea. I knew you're going to. I, I didn't see you leave off Beal though. That was a surprise to me.
0: The man doesn't win, even though he beat Brooklyn last night.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. The Washington Wizards. They knocked off the Brooklyn Nets last night in what is you know one of the best games of the NBA season up until this point. I mean, when you look at the All Stars in that game, we both left Westbrook off uh, all of our team, so I think that was pretty funny. Uh, We decided not to have him, but you know you got Beal and Westbrook. Westbrook going up against his nemesis Kevin Durant. He showed out. He always plays well against Kevin Durant, which I think is really funny. He just Everybody in, in the Instagram comments is talking about how Westbrook is just awful on his own. But then you present him with the opportunity to face Kevin Durant, and he just goes insane. Uh, but then you have the Nets big three. And no, this is exactly why in the last episode we had a debate about offense and defense. And this is exactly why defense is more important in the NBA. Because these teams, it was what, 149 to 146. I mean, come on. when the, When the worst team is outscoring the better team anything is possible. You know, the Wizards they could put up 150 points and not stop anybody and they end up coming out on top in this game and the Nets they can't stop anybody either and they end up losing to one of the bottom teams in the NBA. And if they could play any defense if they could hold them to 110 points, they would have blown them out. But no, they can't. They have to give up 150 and lose. So that is why I continue to believe that defense is more important. Uh you could defend offense all you want right now, but I think this game is evidence.
0: Well, when you're last in the NBA in defense, well, defense does matter. If the Nets were 20th, they would have cruised uh to win this game by 20 points. Their offense well, what is winning them a lot of games. It will continue to win them a lot of games. They just tough night defensively, they gotta play better. Defense is important. I still just believe scoring is fifty-five percent of the game. You have to be good to score you have to be good at scoring in the NBA to be considered a good player and to be an all-star. So we I'm still, I'm still staying with my take. Then that's I don't think they. I, th- I think at minimum they'll be in the East Finals against whoever. And if they can figure out how to get some stops, then they sh- they should win that series pretty easily. But if they don't, if they give up 149 every night, yeah, defense is going to matter. They're going to lose that series to whoever.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no question that Brooklyn is talented enough to go very far, and we've talked about this a lot. But I just think this game. Displays that giving up a billion points in a game is not the way you do that you win in the NBA. You could be the Knicks and score 95 and still win, holding teams to 87. Like, that is, I think that's a way that's more, that's a way to win more consistently than if you're just scoring 140 every game. You know, some disparity is going to happen, and sometimes teams that are really bad, like the Wizards, are going to be able to score with you and go back and forth. And I think that's what we saw last night. And, I mean, good for them. Westbrook and Beale, they looked happy on the court. There was that uh, that photo of Bradley Beale. He was just smiling at the end of the game after that posi- that sequence of possessions. We posted it. Beale hit that three to cut it to two. And then Westbrook got the... Or uh, somebody on the Wizards, I think maybe Wagner, got the inbound steal, dumped it over the Westbrook, who hit the game-winning three. So they were finally happy deal despite being frustrated i guess you know winning cures all and that is a big win for them against one of the nba's better teams
0: yeah wizards have two wins against the nets so that is a big win for them
1: that is funny the uh the wizards are 2-0 against them and the Cavs are 2-0 and against them
0: yeah they gotta play better They gotta destroy these crappy ass teams all right how about we talk about some football here now well because matthew stafford just got traded to the Ram or from the Lions to the Rams he was traded for Jared Goff and two first the Rams they're they're pretty much pulling on nets they give away every first round pick they have their last first round pick was Jared Goff in 2016 and they will not have a first round pick until 2023 so that that's like a seven or eight year span just like the Nets <laughs> with their massive trade, but the difference is the Rams are still not a top three team in the NFL. It's clear to say as of right now. I mean, how much better do you think the Rams become with Matthew Stafford?
1: Well, this trade is fascinating to, fascinating to me because for years and years, people have said that Matthew Stafford is being held back by the Lions. If you get him some real weapons, a real offense, a real defense, you know, some good players around him, that he would be, you know, he would have a career on par with like a Phillip Rivers or something like that, or even better. And, you know, he's getting up there in age. I think he's, what, 33, 34. But we finally get that opportunity. You know, we're going to see him on a very good Rams roster. I mean, look, they have offensive weapons with Robert Woods. They have Cooper Cup. That's a pretty formidable wide receiver duo for him. Their tight ends are decent. Cam Akers looked like he was coming into his own in the postseason. He's going to be in year two. Uh, so he's going to be their starting back, and their defense. It's no surprise. I mean, they literally dragged them through the first game against the Seahawks. The reason why they won because of their defense. They have a top two three player in the NFL, and Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, of course, one of the best corners. This is a team with talent, and Matthew Stafford is much better than Jared Goff. Okay, he is much more talented. The arm talent is there. The ability to read defenses is there. And Matthew Stafford has put the work in. I mean, he's put the effort in, grinding away in with, with a terrible team and a good division for a long time. I think you know, you're a Seahawks fan. This should scare you. I think. I mean, this does make the Rams better and better by a significant amount. I, I think it does.
0: Wow, a, a significant lot to amount. Them.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, look, they made the playoffs this year, okay, with the quarterbacks that they had, and Matthew Stafford is not a downgrade. So I think it just it makes them
0: better. Stafford is not a top ten quarterback. Neither is Jared Goff. I don't think I, it's definitely an upgrade, but I don't think the Rams are. I mean, they're a good team. I mean, I don't think they're gonna go to the Super Bowl next year. I don't think they're that good.
1: They no, I still didn't love, say that.
0: I know, I know, but they're good. Uh, McVay just seemed like he was out. He hated Jared Goff. He didn't want his team anymore. Maybe he was holding the offense back. Matthew Stafford has had some good players on his team. He's had weapons. Galladay's good. He had, he had Megatron for like half a, for like a decade. So he's never given a real defense, and now he is going to be given a real defense with the Rams. Yeah, I expect them to be a pretty good team, but uh, I'm not completely scared just yet because we still, as me being a Seahawks fan, we still have the best quarterback in the division and the best wide receiver duo in the, in the division. And I think we're still going to be able to – although we did lose to the Rams this year in the playoffs, it was a bad game. And I still think we could we can win the division next year.
1: I'll look into their stats because they actually are – they're more similar than I expected. Golf in 2020, he had 3,900 yards, 20 touchdowns, 13 picks. That's in 15 starts. Uh, and he, he, of course, did not start the playoff game uh after getting injured and benched. Uh but then he came in, uh, you know, he got them up over the win. He was pretty much a passenger. Stafford in sixteen starts, one more game, four thousand eighty four yards, so not that much higher. Uh he had twenty six TDs, so six more there, and ten picks, so three less. So in one more game, he was able to get more done, uh, but not at by as much as I thought. And uh you know, that was coming off an injury last the season before you know he only played eight games in that season uh he didn't really bounce back to exactly what uh you know we would have had expected from him so uh, I do think he makes the Rams better though I'm gonna stick with that point but maybe I was overstating it they made the playoffs anyway I don't think they're gonna get any worse with Stafford, but they might not be elevated into you know a top five or even eight team. Uh, with this addition.
0: No, I agree. And it's funny, if we look at the 2016 quarterback draft class, it's it's, it's falling apart. Goff is yeah. not on the Rams anymore, and Wentz was the second pick. He might be out of Philly. Just like the 2015 class, it's crumbling. As Winston's the backup on the Saints rotting on the bench, and Mariota is the backup on the Raiders. So those two draft classes, maybe not so highly... Maybe didn't deserve to be that highly touted. And yeah, so... But the, this is the, the the trade is interesting because to me, when the golf got traded with two firsts, I mean two firsts for Matthew Stafford. I mean, what's Deshaun Watson gonna garner in a trade? Is he gonna get four firsts in a second and a player? Because that's what the Texans want. And if you're if you're the Texans owner or general manager, you have to feel good that maybe teams will be scared to give up a lot because the price will just be so high after this deal. They might they might have crashed the stock market uh, of uh, <laughs> quarterbacks the, with, the, with this trade, just like how GameStop and AMC just shot up. looks like the value of quarterbacks, and especially Deshaun Watson, significantly shot up by like 5,000%.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I think two firsts is too much. But I wouldn't be surprised if Watson got four and a player and whatever. I, I think that's what they're asking will do for what, now. I think teams will do that. And I think they'll do whatever you want uh, to get Watson it's interesting. I guess the Rams don't have enough resources, and they probably didn't want to give up, uh, you know, one of their starting players. But you know, I, I wonder what they, who they called, to get info on Deshaun Watson, and if they thought about it, and were like, "Nah, you know, we're just gonna go the Stafford route." Two firsts for him, I do think it's too much. He's not that much of an upgrade over Stafford over Goff, I mean, although he is, but I wonder if they made a call for Watson, and we're like, "Look, you know, we'll, this is what we're willing to give up." And the Texans, maybe they said no, which they might regret later on, depending on how things go.
0: Yeah, now that if you're you're the Jets, I don't think you should really just trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't know if you can really do it, because it's going to cost four firsts at least a second. And the Texans also want a defensive player, or like a player packaged with it. So maybe the Jets would have to get rid of Quinton Williams and four firsts. Do you really want to do that? Because... The Texans are just as bad as the Jets right now. Essentially, they're like four wins or less, and that—that's what they're going to be for the next four years with Deshaun Watson. I know he's a great quarterback, but if you have nothing and no picks, how are you supposed to get better? Just like the Texans had no picks these, these last like two years under Watson, how they, they didn't get better at all. So, uh, the Jets maybe just have might have just pull a Knicks, and they have to rebuild the right way with the with the New York Knicks are doing nowadays. You might have to, you might have to get your manual quickly with the twenty third pick, New York Jets, and roll with that because the quick fix may not work. And the Jets, the Knicks lost out on the sweepstakes for Katie and Kyrie. The Jets are mis- most likely will lose out on the Watson sweepstakes. Although their offer could be very enticing, but they're gonna have to give it the moon for him. I think.
1: Yeah, we've said it before that the Jets training for Watson, although it's tempting and you're going you're going to get a great player no matter what but they're not really in a position to do that and to just sell all their assets to i mean they have to make a team they don't have anybody really with the exception of a few yeah, players yeah they that's like that's worth that's worth holding on to
0: it makes more sense with the dolphins because they are quarterback or one move away from being a contender they already have their defense the foundation they have Devontae parker and gasecki they just need a, maybe another receiver and the quarterback. And they also have the third pick in the draft. They have some ammo. They could. I don't know how Jets fans will feel if the Dolphins gone probably really bad because they have to deal with Watson and Josh Allen, the same division, and a real tool retooled Patriots too. But, but, Will, I think we should take a look at some of these uh, trade proposals that Bill Barnwell wrote, an NFL analyst. He wrote this for ESPN Plus, these potential proposals. So let's look at the Panthers' one first. The Texans would, or the Panthers would trade the eighth pick in the draft this year, the 39th, two extra firsts in 22 and 23, and Teddy Bridgewater. And the Panthers get Watson, a third and a fourth back. I mean, I really like that trade for Carolina, obviously. I don't know how, and I like that trade for Houston too, a little bit, because you are getting Bridgewater, who's a solid starter. I don't think he's very good, but he can win some games. You're getting three firsts. The eighth pick this year could be a good player and you're getting a second-round pick. uh, But maybe the Texans can get even more from that from, from a team like the Panthers.
1: Yeah, I think that's a steal. I think it's a steal for Carolina. I don't see how you get away with training for Deshaun Watson for three first-round draft picks. You know, that doesn't make much Ridgewater. sense to me. Yeah. I think you got to give up more. I like
0: if sides a little bit.
1: Uh, and especially they're getting back a third-round pick and a fourth-round pick, uh, I, I think Panthers definitely win that trade. And they get way better. I mean, their backfield becomes probably the best backfield in the NFL with Deshaun Watson and McCaffrey. So, uh, I I like that for Carolina. I don't think they can pull that off. I, I think Houston, unless they get desperate, they're going to be trading him for, you know, four or five first round
0: picks. I think they're probably going to get a lot, a lot of first for that. But another uh, uh proposal was the Patriots. They were giving away the 15th pick in this draft, a third, a, another first, a second, and J.C. Jackson, who's a really, really good young corner, and Nikhil Harry, who's not a very good receiver. And the Patriots, we get Watson, a random tight end, and a sixth. I mean, the Patriots do that. that's That's robbery. They they pulled a heist on the Texans. I would never accept that if I was the Texans. That's such a bad offer. It's only two no, firsts and either. J.C. Jackson and a yeah, second
1: especially when you have teams out there like the Jets and the Dolphins who are offering up a top-five pick, top-three pick in both those cases for Deshaun, I think you that's a no-brainer. The Pats in this scenario are leaving you with no quarterback in return, so they're going to have to draft one 15th overall with that pick, so who knows who's going to be available then. Uh, yeah, I like this even less than the Carolina.
0: Yeah, and the third option was – the Broncos, the Broncos would give up the ninth pick, the 40th pick, both in this draft, of course. Another first and another second, and Tim Patrick, who's, who's been a solid receiver, and Drew Locke, who is in really inconsistent. That would be robbery for the Broncos again. I would love to see Watson in a Broncos uniform. I, that, that He would make that team a playoff team instantly, I think. I think they're a quarterback away from being a really good team. They were actually in the Matthew Stafford sweepstakes, will, but I don't think they want to cave and give up two firsts for him. Uh, good, good job, Broncos. I mean, Stafford that would have been a fun team. Stafford on the Broncos with Judy Sutton and everyone and Fant that would have been a, maybe maybe that would have been a playoff team. But back to this offer, what do you think of the Bronco this potential Broncos offer if it was on the table?
1: Again, only two. First round picks. I just don't see how you get away with that. I mean, if any team can get away with two first round picks, I wish my team, my team. I, I'm fine. I'm fine with with Kirk Cousins on the Vikings. I have no problem with it. But if they can get
0: Deshaun Watson for two picks, then just do it. Like if that's all they're asking for, the Jets. The final proposal. This is this doesn't even make any sense. I don't know where he pulled this out out of the second overall pick, the twenty third, another first, and it's two firsts or th- I guess three firsts actually. For Watson, no, that's not good enough. The Texans are going to want four firsts and a player, probably. Jets do have technically the most capital because they have four picks in the next two years in the first round. They could just give up all those, they could give up those four and, and maybe a player to get it done. I mean, mortgaging your next two years of picks maybe isn't the worst thing in the world if you're the Jets. I don't know if I would do it. You still got to build a foundation on both sides of the wall. Watson's not going to make you a 10 win team instantly, but you do have your yeah, quarterback for the next I, 10 years. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough situation for the I, Jets.
1: I don't know if I like any of these deals. And it makes me wonder, you know, I guess Bill Barnwell, I'm going to assume he's more tapped in than just the information that we've had up until this point. So I wonder what is really going on. I wonder if Watson is kind of ruining his value or if the Texans, you know, they're not super committed to trading him because these deals don't sound like anything I'd really, I'd really want. I I might roll the dice, just keep Watson and be like, look, you know, you're going to play for us. You're not going to play. And that's, that's the scenario. So yeah, with these deals on the table, it's not surprising that they're kind of playing hard to get because I wouldn't really want to accept any of this stuff. I I think he's worth at least three firsts and some high caliber players or if not that four firsts and you know maybe one middle tier player or whatever I think that's sort of the threshold especially if you're the Jets or the Dolphins you're getting the second or third pick you know that plus two more firsts plus a decent player you know that to me is worth it as opposed to getting like the eighth overall pick and then two future firsts you know I don't know if that's the way i would go because when you get the second or third pick it gives you instant ability to draft the top quarterback yeah because lawrence is gonna be gone we know that but it's gonna be fields it's gonna be some other players like there are options when you have the second and third pick if you have the 15th pick the ninth pick you know those guys aren't going to be there for you
0: yeah, and the Lions, now they have two firsts. Maybe they will trade up and get a quarterback. Well, do you think Jared Goff's going to be the Lions starting quarterback week one? Or do you think they have the seventh pick and the Rams pick? Do you think, I mean, they're in play to move up and draft Fields or Zach Wilson, I would assume. Do you think they're actually, do you think they're going to draft a quarterback this season?
1: I think they should. They probably they should try and move up. I don't know if they will. Um, But moving up probably is a decent idea. Uh, yeah, i I think this was also a move to rebuild. You know, you're getting your franchise quarterback over the last 10 years. You probably are going to be pretty bad for a little while. So they can move up to a top three spot and draft a QB. That's a good idea. If not, then they're just going to be bad for a little while. And that's okay. Why me?
0: Yeah. Lion Bears. If the Bears get Watson... Watch out, Vikings. All right. Well, this has been episode 64 of the Bonafide Scrubs podcast. Going to look up quickly who is number 64. <laughs> we're, gonna, no, we're, doing this, tr- we're not doing this. We're not doing this. this, might, anymore. Be six, this might be a tradition.
1: The 60s are done. There's not going to be any players with number 100. So we're, we're, we're killing this soon.
0: George Blanda was number 64 in the Hall of Fame. It's the George Blanda <laughs> episode the quarterback and the kicker, the Madden God. And please leave a ring review if you're listening on Apple. Follow us on Spotify and follow us on Instagram. We've been cooking up heat recently, or I haven't, but Will has. So go like those photos if you want Thank content you. each and every day from the show. And yeah, so that is it. We'll be back on Friday to preview the Super Bowl. It is Super Bowl weekend. Tom Brady against Mahomes. Gonna cover the whole game and everything going on with that. Our Super Bowl Media Day Friday. Be there.